Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Wow. I'm feeling so horny. I'm feeling horny like a jewel tone dress in 2007 with a barrel curl. You know what? I will accept it. Not this first season, but maybe the second season I'm gonna accept your rose. And I pray that you have the glint of PTSD in your eyes in 2020. (laughs) Oh, happy Horny Tuesday to you. My name is Arden Marie, and I'm coming to you from my cute but musty garage in Los Angeles, California. When I say we have a treat of a show for you today, I'm not lying. It's a thing. It's an interesting conundrum with these goat bachelor episodes. They are literally the worst things in the world to watch. The entry fee is high. The upshot is I can get combos of people to do this program who do not normally watch The Bachelor. People with me today and half we have one One Bachelor fan that's familiar to you, podcast lovers, is familiar to you, Insatiable fans, you Chelsea Lately fans. Another person that is just, I'm going to say a national treasure, but not a Bachelor watcher who has agreed to come on and participate with these two ladies. First up is a woman that I just love so much. I've known her since my days at Chelsea Lately. We were on uh, Insatiable together. She played Angie Bladell, Patty Bladell's mom, Debbie Ryan's mom. We broke it down. We were neighbors in Atlanta. She cat sit mittens. Please don't think that that's a small thing because mittens is very high maintenance. She's a brilliant stand-up comedian. She's a best-selling author. She is a friend of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Colonna. 
Hello. Wow. Oh, mittens. I miss mittens. She was asking after you. She thought you were coming over today. To feed her those little dried, freeze-dried anchovies. or Freeze-dried minnows. She's yeah, minnows. still the number one minnow predator. Yeah, yeah. Those were disgusting. They're disgusting. She's still, yeah. she's still, it's, it's almost like a foreign exchange student has come over. Like, and it's like the French kid that comes with like different snacks. And, you know, I just had Doritos and she's got her Nutella and I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Sarah, I saw that you did Nick Vial's podcast. In I did. quarantine, in person. I did. I did in person. We stayed sick. We went to his, he asked if I'd be okay coming to his studio. He said, if not, we can do Zoom. I was like, I'm fine. As like, you know, he's like, I, whatever. It was all, it was a nice Masks off, out. masks off. Masks on up until we started doing the podcast. And then we pulled them off, but we were sitting apart. We know um, this? Yeah. No, not really. He's cute. No. He's so, you know what? He's so cute and actually so sweet. Like He's I guess so I, sweet. I knew he was nice, but I didn't, I don't know. For some reason I was like, oh, you're just like this super and like very self-aware and well, you know, like has a good He's, he's aware of himself, you know, yeah, like he's yeah. not, <laughs> yeah. So I had a really good time. I was excited. It's interesting to peek, to peek at the man behind the curtain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. he's been in this franchise so deep, so many times. It's fascinating to actually like, like befriend it. It's just, speaking of the man behind a curtain, when I say this man has been hiding behind a curtain for so many years, he is so funny. He was a writer at Chelsea Lately, he, as was Sarah. He is an, an amazing stand-up. He did my show, The Tinkle Twins, in Los Angeles and still makes me laugh. He did a thing about, was it was it Cole's Cash that his mom yes, loves? His sure, mom sure. loves Cole's Cash. Yeah. He kills me. He is so funny to me. And he and Sarah are super dupes tight. He does not watch The Bachelor. We appreciate him giving 78 hours of his time last night to be here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Frangiola. Thank you for having me. Um, now, uh, when I say I don't watch The Bachelor, but I am familiar with the world of it. I, sure. I read, you know, I know about it. So it's not completely foreign to me, although I don't sit and watch it every single night. Have you watched any, have you ever seen episodes before? Yes, you know, I I do. Uh, Now, I don't know if I'm watching Bachelorette or Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, but when I'm going through the channels, I'll stop because I could watch good looking people, you know, for 15 minutes to an hour. It's not (laughs) a problem. You're hard. That's kind of what, that's kind of what it is. It's just like good looking people in, in exotic locations. And I could watch that for 25 minutes. Well, let me tell you this. Let me just break it down. Basically all of us suffer through the bachelor and the bachelorette to get to what is the most important television program on earth, bachelor in paradise. So this is all just the farm league. This is just get the farm teams to get to like, we just get to know the players so that when, when it's basically the hottest, most troublemaking guys that didn't get picked and the hottest, most troublemaking gals that didn't get picked and they bust them all down to Mexico to Sayulita and then we just watch them like hump in hot tubs and fight and get drunk. It's it's tr- truly it's lovely. It's worth it's <laughs> worth sitting through these first two franchises to get to. You'd love yeah, it's it. True. It's true. It's, also with us are our women that are are American heroes. Um, they are such treasures. One of whom braved and gave herself her first quarantine haircut. Uh, Katie Levine, ladies and gentlemen, how did your haircut yeah. turn out? It's good. I didn't wash it today, but yeah, it's it's okay. I have normally curly hair, and so it's very forgiving, you know. Thankfully, 
I've given myself three haircuts. I wish I didn't do that last one. I got cocky when I ordered a razor and I razored my own hair and it went awry. So that's that's what's happening. Everybody's like, buy the thinning shears. And I'm like, I do not trust myself enough to use thinning shears. I'll tell you that. Sarah, have you gotten a professional haircut or color since January? I did when they when they reopened for that three weeks or You're something. You're braver than me. You're braver well, than me. But here's why. Braver, I don't know. But like she, I've been going to the same woman for a really long time. Yeah. It's just her. Yes. It's her salon. She, there's no one else in there. She doesn't rent out another chair. So it's yes. one. And, and so I, she, you know, when she reopened, um, when they were allowed to, but now they're shut down again. So God, I mean, but it still feels like it was still again too long ago because it, it's just long and there's a lot happening. But I would I, do it yeah, in my it yard and I would I would drive over my own face for a highlight. Katie, well, I mean, I like, they, I, like, I like that the first ten minutes of this podcast has just been Sarah talking about how she's broken every rule of COVID nineteen. <laughs> No, that was open. They were open. Yeah. They were open. Yeah, okay, Katie. But now well, they're going to do outdoor cuts yes. in LA. So it's it's technically illegal right now to get your hair cut outside because there's hygiene rules. But they don't really apply to a lot of hair cutting stuff. So now they're talking about changing the laws. Great. And I, I think it. it's all of California to be able to do it outside, which but I would geez. absolutely go to. I would too. It just okay. seems weird, though. How are they going to do it? How are they going to set it up? Like, Dude, they can just, set me on a fucking sidewalk. They can do it anywhere. They can just in my yard and cut my hair. Like, I I'll try. Just, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I gave myself a lob, and I regretted it. Also, also with us today is a woman born as Anna. I call Tana. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna, Tana, who's Hi. Hey. Have you cut, you cut your own hair. You had a success, though. You just uh, did it, yeah. and it was a success. Yeah, I just, I have, I know one haircut that my hairstylist taught me, and it's the A-line bob, and that's all I can do, and it's my panic cut. Great. I did it. It's your panic. Chris yeah. Vangela, did you go to a barber? I have. Uh, I have been breaking every COVID-19 rule there is, you, uh, you have, I, you I don't must care. admit. You don't care. I, uh, I, I'm not the best at it. No, I, I'm, yeah, I've gone to many haircutting places. When it first began, I did do like a full- your- I did, like a full, I did like a full head shave, when, but okay. I go to like a fantastic Sam's in Burbank. I don't need much, you know. That is ground it. zero for COVID. I know, no. And the woman told me it's like Armenian, older Armenian lady who cuts my hair. And she goes, "This whole thing is terrible because I love Chinese food." I was like, oh, I just, no. oh, I don't boy. think that's, yeah. I don't think that's yeah. how it works. You're like, anyway, <laughs> there was no, there was no convincing her. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you've got your line in the sand at your hairstylist. Here we are, you guys. Brad Womack season. I did not watch Brad season. Sarah, uh, did you watch it? He no. was new to me. Yeah, I did not watch it. He was new to me too. I, was this the last season before like widescreen TVs? Because you know, like how like everything oh, was like true. cut off on the that's sides. That's so like. interesting. Yes, yeah, 2007. I feel like my dad went in hard on like a flat screen TV and like, and it was like eight grand. You know what I mean? To get yeah. a wide, like a one for your wall. Like he like went on like a bender and bought like an $8,000 really shitty wide screen TV. Um, it was, it was nice. I actually enjoyed watching someone's season that I hadn't seen. Me too. He's a handsome man. He was so handsome. And this was back in the day when they brought in outsiders. They were like, we're going to go find an eligible hot 
person who's either rich or like, this is when you didn't have to come up through the ranks. It wasn't all just like feeding its own yeah. tail. This is right. back in the days, like Firestone. Remember that guy? He was like, Andrew. He was, Andrew. An heir to, he was an heir to the tire for, yes. uh, fortune. And then there was a, foot, a football player. But yeah, people from the outside world had come Which in. Which I actually think is smart because by the time it gets so insular that then like I think when they started adding and they started recently in the past few years they started adding in pageant gals and then it got so like once that happens then the guys that come in that like like it becomes you get stuck in the same cycle like I think it's good to bring in fresh blood um so it's 20 2007 here comes Brad Womack and his boot cut jeans just the fashions alone I mean I was surprised at how handsome he was um and I was surprised at like a blousey blazer and a, a boot cut jean Sarah how are you feeling about that coming your way yeah, I felt I would feel good about it. You know, uh, I felt pretty. I think one too many times while I was watching, and I kept telling my husband that he was. I was like, God, he's so handsome. And he was like, Okay, you know, that's cool. I got I it. Ac- I actually was like, I bet Sarah. I felt like he was your type, sort of like because I really liked him. Like his main flaw was he couldn't commit. But yeah. I was like, I bet he and Sarah would have chemistry. I feel yeah. like you would have done. I bet he would have liked you. I feel like you're right. Maybe we, you know, I don't know about in 2007 if he would have liked me. I think things have gotten better for me. Uh, instead of you know the opposite but um yeah I was and I also feel like he had like the nice like the five o'clock shadow like he, yeah. he kind of looked like he was in quarantine before quarantine was he was there. hot yeah. what uh were you Chris Frangela did you ever rock a boot cut jean I did I loved a boot cut oh jean. yes uh as a matter of fact uh I remember Chelsea Lilly had first began when this season started so I was yes. pretty I was I was familiar with this this Brad Womack guy because we were doing a lot of Brad Womack coverage uh, on on that season. So I when I started watching it, I'm like, oh, this guy I know because I was on several. I don't know if you guys remember Brad Wallach from Chelsea lately, but I was on several things E News with Brad Wallach, and they introduced him as Brad Womack like several <laughs> different times. So, uh, but he was a handsome, he looked like a mix of uh, Richard Gere and Tom Cruise. Yes. I, I got, I got that vibe from He was, yeah. there, I would say he was like one of the most handsome bachelors I've seen. Anna, how did you feel about Brad Womack as a male specimen coming on your television from 2007 last night? He, he was very handsome. And I think that's why he got to be bachelor twice because he was so handsome. And he seemed to have remorse. Like he seemed to go through therapy and everything. Before we get started, I don't want to let my listeners down as, as our book club. I'm going to read the, um, uh, we started last week, as you guys know, Chris and Sarah, this is probably your first time in the beautiful Ramada Inn-like lobby that is the study of Chris Harrison's house. I, it was it, it was amazing. Do anything. This man has all the money in Hollywood. Somewhere up in like Hidden Hills, there is a, a, a room that's been out. He could choose any backdrop he wants. He's like, this is it. This is the room. It's like a big oak desk with an insane rainbow painting, piles of piles of roses, not in vases anywhere. His son that hates him, (laughs) Harrison Harrison. And then his book, which is out of print because I had to buy, I bought a copy and I mailed it to Jerry Trainer. So we had a, a fan of ours emailed that they bought me a copy. 
I'm going to read the second paragraph. It's a romance. It's a romance novel. It's sort of like a Nicholas Sparks book. Just to like catch you up with the first paragraph. There's a woman named Lee Merrill who works in advertising. Who's always been surrounded by men and her Joseph Middlebury is her boss that he's finally promoted her to the corner office. And because he's promoted her, he now can ask her out because she's no longer, she's now been promoted a little and he can finally hit on her. So that's where we are. One like paragraph. a lifetime movie. Yeah, yes. it sounds pretty good. Okay, so um, she thought. So this is the last sentence of the last paragraph. Why not? She thought it. As she thought at the time it might be fun. Lee never dated someone like Joseph, a man who'd grown up in Manhattan, gone to expensive boarding schools, dined with presidents and celebrities. For two years, they'd been happy together. Whoa. Wow. So they they go from like a date to like they're together for two years. For two years, they'd been happy together in both love and business. They lived in apartments around the corner from each other, enjoyed Thai food and going to concerts, doing the Times crossword over locks and bagels on Sunday mornings. Their friends seemed they seemed like a said they seemed like a perfect match. Yet when Joseph stood up at the launch party for Lee's latest book, tapped the side of his wine glass with his butter knife and announced that he had something important to say, a very special question he needed to ask she felt her whole body go stiff he wouldn't she thought not now not here in front of everyone literally the first paragraph is him about to ask her out on a date and the second paragraph is them two years later i that is this is an insane sarah you you're a best-selling author how does that track for you as a as a space time continuum? Um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, it sounds to I mean, I, lo- I I I respect that he just was like, I don't really know what to put in here, so I'm just going to go forward to to another part of the story. I go to the know? middle of the book. I'm yeah, I don't want to bore people. I'm just going to get to the. You know, I'm a person that likes to read the end of a book first, so this is kind of right up my alley. It sounds like it sounds like he gives you the end before it gets started. Do you? Chris Harrison actually wrote this on his own. No, absolutely not. No, no right? Yeah. He probably had a co like a co-writer or a ghost, right? I don't I don't have the actual book in my hand, but like if if there if like say Frangiola wrote it, which I, I'm guessing he did. Like when, <laughs> when, that would be somewhere on the flap, right? Would be like, a, would it be like a special thanks to Chris Frangella for writing all of this? Like, how does that work? I've, interest, I've interestingly been through this conversation. So you can fight to, if you're going to write it and you want your credit on the, on the cover, yeah. they will say with, how? so like with Chris Frangella. Right. Um, and then, but if they, if the person hiring you wants you to remain completely, like just, they just want to put it out there like it's theirs. You just write it, you get zero credit, you cash your check, and you go on with your day. It's so crazy that somebody can say they wrote a book who's never written the book. Like, that's a crazy thing that that's actually allowed. Oh, I mean, every, there's so many that you see with on the bottom of it. Uh, Any athlete that's ever written a book or uh, most rock stars, it just says with somebody. It's never them. And I, I highly, highly doubt it was Chris Harrison. Yeah, I I wish it was. But Me too. I mean, what did you guys think when you saw his his study, Chris? Well, <laughs> he did have a guitar in the background too, which I thought. Does he ever pick that up? And, no, and probably never. No, no, no. never. That's just there to make him look like the type <laughs> of guy who writes books and plays guitar, and he's a chill dude. Yeah. Could you, I feel like we finally got to the end of content, like that we because like next week 
you know, we've been doing these every week and they're like coming up next is Chris souls. We've already done Chris souls. Like I think ABC has literally run out of content. Like they're now uh, stringing. This is all just like fill time, fill time till we oh, get yeah. like blackish back on the air. This is all just like vamp, vamp, just vamp a little. And now they're vamping within the vamp as if like, I think they've officially run out of everything. I couldn't believe that it was on last night in prime time. For three eight, hours. From three 8 hours. to 11. Yeah. Well, they could have gotten this done between 8 and 9.30. Oh, completely. Well, I was okay. just waiting to see what they looked like now. I was excited yeah, me to too. get to them now. And the, gal, all, the gals all looked pretty good. The gals, kept it, the gals kept it together. Yeah. Katie texted us and said that he looked like a PTSD survivor. Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. He looked... Anna. Anna said yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it really, but he did. He did have that glint of like, he'd, he'd been through it and this was like a scarring experience for him. It was yeah. kind of strange because I, I mean, I guess obviously I didn't see the whole season, but other than the fact that he just didn't pick anybody, it didn't seem, it's not like he did some, you know, it's like he was picked, picked someone and then changed his mind and then, you know, which has happened, like, uh, you know, left. Yeah. he didn't do like an Ari or something. So I thought it was kind of strange that well, they remember, were, I guess it was like the first one where someone didn't get picked. So maybe well, that's Jen why. Chef didn't pick anybody. I remember she said, I choose not to choose. And that's when I hopped out of the franchise. I think because he seems so in love that he seems so in maybe, I don't know. Kate, Anna, you didn't watch the season. Katie, did you watch the season when it happened? And what was yes. it shocking because he seemed so into them? Was it like, did he seem really in love with them? Yes, and that's it was why it was so shocking. shocking. Yeah. Well, it was just like, it seemed like he was going to choose what I can't remember exactly. Like, it seemed like, what was her name? Deanna? Deanna. Deanna. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I thought he was going to choose her. Yeah. Um, but I remember just being very surprised. Like my mom and I being very surprised. I mean, I could see if he seemed all in. So we get to meet this guy, and he had a riches-to-rags story. They grew up with a big house, a nice pool, a nice neighborhood. They didn't realize how fortunate they were. Then his parents got divorced, and they moved from a fancy place in Atlanta to a double-wide trailer in Texas. And they had a they had a video image of a van dragging a dumpster on a highway. And he said, life can change. There's no way that was his family dragging a dumpster from Atlanta. Like, literally, I had to back it up and be like, is that a van with a, like, like, is there a dumpster with a van attached dragging a dumpster, like, across? The- <laughs> That's the footage that they <laughs> Sarah, how did you did you notice the dumpster getting dragged behind the van? I did, and I was like, and I thought to myself, like, this is just they're you know putting things together, and they're that this is boredom on the production team because they're like, can we get a footage of a dumpster? You know, like can we just. There was like so on the nose of like his life became a dumpster fire. Like his life was great. And then baby boy became like the dad's like, I'm going to come. I'll be there like in an hour. We're going to go. We're going to go against Cole's cash. We're going to Cole's. And then he never shows up for five years, which is damaging. Like I can see how particularly like the age of 11 or 12, like Frangiola, when you his story was pretty brutal. What did you think when you heard his childhood story? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like, it was, it's like every childhood story, you know, that you have to, don't you have to make, like the guy's that handsome and yeah. he's like, he has it together. There has to be, there's gotta be a dumpster in your past somewhere. And I'm glad <laughs> he had one. 
So it's truly, you either become a comedian, a stripper, or the bachelor. Like exactly. if she's got, like it's what there's only three options. If you've got that dumpster fire in your back. yeah. Otherwise, it was all too perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that I you're right. If you're that. that good looking, there's no reason way you're still single, and you own three businesses. You live in Austin. You're super hot. There's some major dumpster, like an actual dumpster fire in the past. Being dr- yeah, dragged by a car somewhere. So he, <laughs> dragged by a van. So he has business partners, and it looks out that they're all his brothers. They have four businesses. They run bars and nightclubs. And he's looking for his soulmate. He's ready to get down on one knee, and uh, he's ready. He wants to propose, and he's all in. And then so they go to the Calabasas, and all the limos sh- show up, and it is a mwah, chef's kiss to like a parade of jewel tone gowns coming out. Just so many jewel tone gowns straight from after the final rose audience member and into the limo sarah 2007 jewel tone gown what color is your jewel how are you like what kind of a barrel curl are you wearing a mermaid cut what is your outfit getting out of the limo 2007 jewel tone give it wow I would, I'm going to go with like an emerald. I think I look nice yeah, and green. I love this. I love yeah, this for you. I'm going to go with emerald, probably some, like some emerald earrings with a little gold on them. You I know, love this for you. To match. Um, I had, a, I think I had not the best haircut of my life in 20, 2007. Nobody did. So I probably would had, you know, I cut it a little, I have very curly hair and I, I wear it long now because uh, that's what works best. But I, <laughs> I used to um, cut it very short and it would grow upwards. Uh, right. like towards right. the sky kind of. Right. So Love I feel it. like I would have had that. It would have been big. It was hot in Calabasas. It would have been a little floofy. Yes. Um, I tend to sweat when I wear certain materials. It probably would have been a little sweaty. Like a a um, sweaty emerald taffeta. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I see. <laughs> sounds that. like Sarah. Sounds like Sarah's not getting the rose. <laughs> no. Oh no. I'm going right. I'm going right home. I would think he's very handsome, and then I'd say something stupid and probably trip, and then he'd and he'd send me home. I did love the girl that he went walked on the stairs. He said, "You look beautiful," and she goes, "Thank you." And then she fell down the stairs, and I loved it, and I completely related. I think I would wear a fuchsia mullet dress, so it would be like it would be strapless and like tight up top, and then sort of poofed out in the front with like a mini skirt in the front, and then like a trail on the back, um, because I. <laughs> Yes, you and would. I, and then like a platform peep toe, like knockoff Louboutin that was like a Jessica Simpson platform, like nude heel with like a really high platform and um, maybe a barrel curl, maybe a barrel curl, um, but it would have been pink and mullet. And I would have also come out and seen how handsome he was and made like, I would have been like, wah, wah. I would have like made my ass bark. I would like, I taught my ass a few tricks. And like, I would have like backed it up like a boss, like, or like attacked him like a dog, like, like with my ass. And um, I would be in like the the highlight reel of like the weirdos that didn't get the, maybe, maybe the producers would keep me around for the middle just for like comic effect, but I wouldn't be getting the first impression rose. Chris, what are you going to wear as you're in your boot cut era? Yeah. Well, I did. I, I was, a, I was boot cut guy. It's embarrassing <laughs> to admit, but I was boot cut guy. I was tucked in shirt. Uh, I just recently leather bracelet like him. Yeah. Did you have yes, a leather yes, bracelet? Yes. Uh, that might have been a tail end of highlights for me. Even yeah, it might have been. A, oh, you had highlighted frosted tip. I did. I do. I did a frosted tip, but I might have still. I took them a little <laughs> further than people should have. I took them a little one or two years beyond uh, what you should have. So yeah, it it was a bad situation. I recently looked back at a picture of that time, and it was bad, but definitely a boot cut. 
bad jeans. With like a bad chunky jeans. boot or like almost like a motorcycle cowboy boot. Yeah, like, a, like, a, a lift. yeah like that. Uh, I, I don't know if it was Skecher. Somebody made fry? that boot. Yeah. Fry? Uh, I, was, I, I didn't have the fry money. I went like a Skecher more. You know, back then. <laughs> back then I didn't have fry money. So it was definitely a Skecher with a chunky sole. Anna, what are you wearing? 2007, Jewel Tone. How are you fucking impressing Brad Brad Wallach getting out of the limo? 2007. 2007, Jewel Tone. What are you wearing? How are you going to impress? Maybe like a teal. Great. I love this for you. <laughs> Is that a Jewel Tone? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, like, a, like uh, a hot teal. Loving it. Yeah, a teal. One of those like dresses that it's like... Um, like ruched on the sides. Yes. Like, it's like what I wore to prom. Yes. Like, <laughs> like a mermaid ruche. Yeah, like a mermaid ruche with like, like <laughs> a halter mermaid ruche. I, oh my God. Really, I think I'm describing my prom just from the early 2000s. This was all before everybody wore cold shoulder. This was pre cold shoulder. This is full emerald ruching. Okay, so then we find out he's ready. He's all in. This is his first go around. The women are like, he is hot. Um, um, they were asking if you grew up in a farm because he was from Texas and had an accent, even though it's Austin. Um, and then I enjoyed the, some of the ladies, the ladies that went awry, the woman who said she'd always been flexible and she wrapped her legs around and like walked around on her asshole. Sarah, were you wowed by that? <laughs> I was actually, and I uh, practiced it uh, myself <laughs> shortly afterwards. <laughs> Chris Rangelo, would you be grossed out by webbed toes getting displayed to you? Absolutely. That was... <laughs> It what was, is the grossest thing a woman's ever showed you at a comedy show? Oh God. Um, you know, God, some woman showed me a, a surgery. She was a picture of a surgery she was getting on her vagina. She showed us, she showed me a picture of it because somebody had brought it up in, uh, I don't know, but and, and this is an older woman. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking sixties and she yeah. showed me a picture on her phone of the surgery. Well, what was it on the out? It. Was it like I'm on the sorry. out? No, but I, I saw it. You know, it was a picture of her vagina, basically. You, you can't unsee that. No, I know. It was shocking. It seems haunting. <laughs> Your reaction, it feels haunting. Yeah. yeah, just bring it up now. It haunts me. Um, so then um, so then there's a lady that goes swimming on the first night. He's like, I think you should take your pants off. Um, so then he was really struck by a lady named Jenny who just had a laugh. She just lit up the night. Ah, she loved his laugh. And um, I did enjoy the girl walking down the stairs. We said, you look beautiful. She said, thank you. And then she fell down the stairs. Have you ever fallen on a date? Anybody here? Has anybody here ever raise your hand if you've fallen on a date? I, I think I, I mean, I've fallen so many, I'm very clumsy at like, especially when I get nervous. So I, I'm trying to think of like a specific instance, but I, I know that I have, I, I know that I have. I've, I, I've turned like a guy I really had a crush on and I smashed my head in the corner of like a door, like the, like the bend of the door. And it was like, like a legitimate, like really hard. Like I was really fucked up. Like I wanted to cry, but I couldn't cry. And they'd driven like two hours to visit me. And I'd like smash my head and I like concussion level smash. But then I had like a, like a lump and but I had to like keep being the host for a couple of hours. It was not great. Katie, have you hurt yourself? No, you're better. Than no, that. I I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. Nothing comes to mind. 
So Deanna and Jenny stole his heart from the beginning. Jenny made the big, she got the first impression rose. She's a dancer. She had a big laugh, too good to be true. And she kept saying, I feel like Brad is my boyfriend. And she has a lot, there was lots of candles. And she's like, thanks for being the man I dream about. I'm falling in love with you. It was interesting, like rewatching this in speed time. We didn't see them actually talk about anything but her laugh and the fact that she was falling in love with them. Like there was no other information exchanged. Um, and she was like, I just want you to know that I stand by you no matter what you choose. And she starts crying and she's like, I wanted to tell you yesterday that I loved you, but I was just so scared. I was so scared. And he's like, Jenny's great. She's always so happy and so loving. I, I couldn't get a read on it. She seemed like a nice person. She seemed very sweet in this sped up thing. I couldn't quite tell anything. Chris, what did you think of Jenny? Were you all in on his choice, Jenny? No, I didn't like either one of the girls from that first season. But uh, I'm getting to both seasons kind of confused. But uh, the first yeah. season is two brunettes. Two brunettes, yes, right, right, right. Uh, no, I was I wasn't in on either one of them. I thought those were, but they looked better when they when they caught up with them later. When they life. came back, Sarah, yeah. what did you think of Jenny laughing? She was a dancer. He she wanted him to come watch her dance. She planned out their life. Oh right, okay. No, I was looking up her photo too because I just got them confused. Um, no, I, yeah, the, the thing is with not having seen the season and then with them, like you're saying, being sped up is you don't get much of a read. Like I, in fact, last night was like, oh, the women seem less crazy yes. in these earlier days. I think because honestly, I think this was like when people actually wanted to be on and it wasn't like their agents getting them on. Well, I think there was like, no Instagram. So you, right. couldn't, you couldn't quit your job. You had to go back to like, either you were going to win, you were going to be the bachelor or you went home and you became a dentist or whatever, like the dental hygienist, like, right. like, and you couldn't go to paradise. So there was no after for this. Right. So that's why, so they're a little more normal because they can't use their personality to try to. Yeah, get some sort of sponsor, sponsor posts. Yeah, um, but yeah, there, I mean, she seemed super nice. They just all the the first two on the first season, and they all just seemed a little boring. Like I just was like, but he doesn't. He seems a little boring too. So I was like, all right, well, they'll just be kind of like normal, boring people together in a good way. Like yeah. they're not, you know, nobody's yeah. throwing uh, champagne in each other's faces. Yeah. Them. Hot, normal, boring. So Deanna was nervous. She's, she gets nervous around him. He's like, oh, you don't show it. She's like, you're the whole package. We found out that her mom died when she was young. And that made her just know that life was precious. And she's a real estate agent and a bartender at night. So he liked her hustle. So then they went, I actually thought the party with the grandparents was fun when they did the, it was like the big fat Greek wedding. Oh, like, the Greek oh yeah. Girl, yeah. That was right. fun. I thought yeah. that was fun. And they were like, the grandpa's like, let's have a party. And then um, they're like, Opa. And then he said, I am falling in love. I am. I've met the person I can be with. I can see Deanna lasting a lifetime, but there is someone else. Like there's a little bit of this guy kind of talking himself into it, but I did. He did seem not to be a psychopath. He legitimately seemed like he liked both of them. And then on proposal day, Kelly was, uh, or Jenny was first. And, and what's brutal about this is he gives so many compliments in the beginning of his speech. It was like, I met you. Yeah. Sarah just reacted to that. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, I was like this, this is why she, sh- I could see why she'd be mad because usually kind of like they give you like right away, usually the girl's face is like, oh, you're not picking me. You know, like yeah. it's pretty. There's He really dragged it out and was yeah. like, really, yeah. I, I would have thought he was picking me too. If me I too. Her. If I'm not mistaken, he bought a ring, right? He had yeah. a ring. 
Yeah. Okay, so he was planning on giving it somebody. He had a ring. And he's like, like, I think you're great. I think you're great, but I want something more. Um, And then she walked out and he was like, please look at me. And she wouldn't look at him. She wouldn't really hug him. And she was like, don't be like that. Um, I thought that was so weird when he was like, uh, what he was like, what's basically, he said like, what's wrong? Yeah. Like what's your problem? What's what's wrong? You just broke up with me. That's what I And I thought we were going to get engaged. I thought this was it. I thought I just met the guy I was going to marry. And and she was like, it was so hard for me to tell you how I felt. And now I feel embarrassed for telling you. And he's like, sorry. And like off she goes. And then there's Deanna. He's like, he's like in the beginning of his speech, I've never met anybody like you in my entire life. Um, you know, I always said, we both always said we want to get married one time, one and only, I just said goodbye to Jenny. So in her brain, she's like, okay, here we go. This is it. And then he goes, hold on real quick. And he leaves her up on the podium and he takes like a walkabout on the, he starts like, like, like walking around the property of some weird garden in Malibu or something overlooking like Pepperdine. And, and he was like, um, he goes, I'm so sorry. I need to be completely honest. And he said it like this. I can't look you in your eye, singular. I can't look you in your eye and tell you I love you. I can't. I have to tell you goodbye. And he, she goes, I don't understand. And he goes, I am sure. And you're not. And, um, and, and, she, and then he says, well, by all accounts, today has been nothing short of brutal. Dude, when he left her up on that podium and started like pacing around the garden. <laughs> yeah, it was uncomfortable to watch. I was like, it's like, it, it, it was, it reminded me of like an athlete, like preparing for some kind of like big game or something. Yeah, it was like, like, <gasps> yeah, it was but weird. Chris, have you, I'm not particularly good at breaking up with people historically. Have yeah. you had brutal breakups, Chris? Rich? No, no. I thought about that as I was watching it last night. I've like chickened out of every one of them. I mean, almost to the point where I've done some of them via text and stuff or just yeah. stopped talking, you know? So yeah, so it's brutal yeah, in a bad. different way. It's brutal, yeah, brutal like in a different way. Brutal in a oh. not in-person way. I was also a, a massive ghoster. I was a Yeah, really just ghoster. a ghoster. That's the word we're using now. Yeah, but back then <laughs> they, they wouldn't use that word. It was just, you were a dick, you know? And Sarah, have you had a brutal breakup? Yes, I've had a couple, but like, not like... But brutal in the sense of like dramatic, you know, uh, in the in the mid nineties, you know, uh, yes, thinking, yes. you know, doing drive-bys, you know, those kinds yes. of things. So, this is obviously someone that broke up with me, you know. So yes, yeah. So did a couple, you know, like dr- like drive. I've never really understood why I did drive-bys because you can't really tell anything from it. I mean, maybe if the car is there, you know right. that they're home or not, but that's all you know. Because it was before um, social media. It was before yeah. you could really stalk online. I. That I've done a drive by. If I'm being very honest with myself and our listeners and my friends here, I believe I have done a drive by. Oh, uh, everybody's done a drive by. <laughs> Katie, Katie, have you done a drive by? Of course, I have. <laughs> Everybody, Anna, Anna, you're the youngest member here in the world that has social media. <laughs> have you done a drive by? Uh, no, I don't think I have. What? No. So did they, did what, they in high school, there wasn't enough, you know, you didn't drive by. You didn't do a high school time. drive by? There's no high school drive by. 
I mean, maybe, uh, yeah, like on a crush, but not like on an actual boyfriend oh, yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, maybe on a crush. That I counts. Think. We're going to accept that. I accept that. I will accept that. Oh, for sure, drive by on a crush. Yeah, for sure, drive by on a crush. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with season two of Brad Womack. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So here we are. We're back. We're at after the final rose. And and they're like, wow, so you couldn't commit to Diana. Why not? He's like, well, I actually felt like he was very lucid and kind of reasonable. He's like, 
he's like, you know, I just, I didn't want to, I think he didn't want to make false promises. And they were like, why buy the ring? He was like, when I went ring shopping, I had a big gut feeling that I had a few problems and I tried to process and he went into therapy. It's like, I can see if you've known these people for four weeks, it's actually a lucid thing to be like, I'm not ready to get married. Like, that's not a crazy sentiment. How did you feel about him at After the Final Rose? Sarah Colonna. I mean, I definitely think like I get, I mean, I I thought he made sense, you know, I think, I mean, again, I think his tactic of, of the, uh, the telling them that he was breaking up with them while making it seem like he was about to propose to them was a little harsh. I know. But- and he was like, tomorrow's going to be a great day. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was really weird <laughs> that he said that to her. Um, and she's like, why did you say that to me? Um, but other than that, I feel like he just was like this, I'm not ready. And, you know, and that makes sense. So we we saw both of them now present day and both of them echoed each other that they both felt so self-assured that they knew that Brad was going to choose them and that they actually felt secure knowing that it was going to be them but that if it wasn't going to be them that they liked each other that and yeah. that and that they left thinking well at least he's with Diana you know and then it turned out he was with nothing with neither of them now you enjoyed seeing them now, Chris Frangiola. I did, yeah. That's what I was waiting for. It was exciting. Talk to me. Tell me every. Tell me all your thoughts. Well, I mean, I love any type of, um, you know, seeing people from thirteen years. Uh, yeah, 13, thirteen years. years. Yeah, anytime they do any of that makeover stuff on the Today Show, or whatever, I'm big I, fan. Big me fan. Too, so I love that it. was ex- when I heard when they kept teasing that they were coming up. Yeah, that's that's why I stuck around for three hours, especially the Brad guy. I wanted to see how that one turned out. I was surprised at how he turned out. Uh, Bad or good? I was surprised at the beard. Um, I was surprised at that. He did feel so haunted still that he did feel like it legitimately messed him up a little. Anna, I feel like your instinct was right when like like that, that. I think you take a guy who's probably pretty fragile from his dad early on, and then you put him through this machine twice. And I don't know what happened with he and Emily, but like he got publicly shamed once and then he thought he was like in love. It it seemed like this is a guy that has maybe had some like he never fully shook it. Sarah, what do you think? Well, I would I'm curious. I would like to know what happened with him and Emily, because it seemed he seemed to me more damaged by that than by anything else. Like, I think, I think she must've left him or something because I'm going to text our historian. Are we have a bachelor historian? I'm going to text her right now. Yeah. Because they wouldn't, I mean, I know she said she takes some responsibility, you know, or something like I saw something vague like that, but I didn't, I didn't get a read on why they broke up. And I feel like they were pretty mum about it. Yeah. And I need I details. I yeah. want the inside scoop. Yeah. Because she was, she, it seemed to me, that seemed like what really, it seemed like he was like, okay, I go through all this shit. I break nice. up with both girls. I get, you know, everyone hates me. Someone slaps me across the face in the beginning of the show. Everyone hates him. Super two. weird. Um, and then, everyone in America hates him. All yeah. the women in America hate him. Yeah. And then he falls and then I think he fell in love. And then I think she must, I think she broke up with him or broke his heart or something. And that's why he was like, this is the bachelor ruined me. Is this blonde? Is this, is this blonde girl? Yeah. Yeah. This is blonde girl. who? who, She's Emily. 
explained the uh, her, the plane crash of her boyfriend at the time very strangely. She goes, and the plane took off and it didn't land. Um, and I was like, wait, what is that? It was so crashed. Uh, I think she could have said that much easier. Yes. Yeah, like it disappeared or something. It yeah, yeah. 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 She, it it was very, um, and even he was just like, what? Oh, so what did happen to yeah. the plane? Yeah. yeah. This brutal terrible story terrible Ter- and yeah. she's so she's literally like if you're into like southern bells she is like the dream version the like like literal like text you can if, if you want a southern bell no one can compete against she was so cute and like sweet and had that terrible story and like oh okay so here we are but also real quick sorry yes wasn't there her boyfriend was older right or something Oh, I'm not sure. Okay. Emily, I think it was her maybe... husband. Or were they married? I don't no, know. They, they were, were married. They were, were engaged, married. and but she was like, "We got engaged when I turned 18 or something." Right. So there was like a weird. There was. She was only 23 when she was on the Bachelor. I know. Yeah, I know. But I, I was just confused as to like. Yeah. When I, I was like, wait, I'm confused about the timing of. of anyway, but it doesn't matter. It was. But it was. It was, a jur- it's a lot. Yeah. Um, very sad. So what did you think of Diana and Jenny present day Sarah? Um, that they like, they both seemed like fine. I mean, they, but first yeah. of all, they had lived in nice, the, everyone seems to have come out of it with a nice place to live, you know, yeah. yes. they, everybody has like the nice restoration hardware, like, like think they, they really, they all like 18 kids. They look great. They, you know, it seemed like everybody landed. Okay. The gals all did. Okay. Yeah. So we're meeting Brad again. It was the opening package for his second go round as the bachelor. He was in Austin. He's alone. Um, he felt like a jerk. He's wearing a leather bracelet. It's now 2010. It's three years later. They've asked him to be the bachelor. And he was like, what's wrong with me? And he did a lot of looking inside of himself. And he, he got very upset that he had a, a hard few years where he literally locked the door on his house and hid inside his apartment because everybody was like screaming at him out in public. He was a broken man. He needed help. He needed to make a change. He needed to, he had trust issues and he had to work work on his past. And so his father, uh, that's when we learned that his father told his brother and himself that he was going to pick him up for a day and he didn't hear from him for five years. And, um, you know, and then, so we see him today and he goes, look, I've got a beard, Chris. It's not my current beard. It's my old and I don't care beard. And I'm going to shoot straight. I don't know why I said tomorrow's going to be a good day. I don't know, but I care about what people think about me. I had women from 15 to 82 years old cuss me out. But my mama said to me, this too shall pass. I felt badly for him. Yeah. I felt badly for him. It makes you realize how much this, like how much the fans like, respond and stalk and don't let you live it down. And this was thing. really before Instagram. Like it was like, like harder to have access. Like it was Twitter was happening, but there was no Instagram, but they could start getting in touch with you because Twitter was going on. Right. That's true. Brutal. I, I felt bad for him when I was watching the action movie sequence that oh. they all had to, uh, 
appear in what was an action movie. And you got to figure a guy that handsome on a network show, they were probably like, hey, maybe we could spin this guy into some sort of actor on a thing. And then once they saw that, they're like, oh, no, this guy's I mean, real bad. I have to tell you. So they go on this group date after the opening night. All the women like know exactly who he is. The first woman says, are you Brad, Brad Womack? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, she goes like, I have a I have a message for you from every woman in America. And she just slaps him across the face, which is pretty fast thinking. If they didn't know that he was the bachelor, Katie, I was confused by that because I couldn't remember. Did they really not know it was him? Like back then, people just went in having no idea who the bachelor was. They looked surprised. They, they were did. like, wait, they were like, is that Brad? Is that Brad I, Wallace? I, really, I mean, they really. <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe they didn't tell people back then. Or maybe they kept this one a secret because it was him and they wanted to fuck with the girls. I don't know. And the women were saying he's got a nervous vibe like a villain. He's squirming. How about the two the the two women he liked were the ones that were like, I respect that you didn't pick somebody. You've been through a lot. You're honest. So that those are the women that he liked. How about the woman with the fangs? Oh yeah, that was I didn't understand what was happening. Were those real or was that like What a, was that? I Anna Anna, tell what did the kids do uh, with the fangs? What was that? Uh, well, I have never I uh what did the kids do? I have no idea. It looked like she had the clip-ins, but also she could have easily have shaved, had her teeth shaved that way. I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't like either. it. I'm not trying to fang shame anybody, but I, I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But then they do, they go into Universal Studios or something and they do that. I thought that stunt date was one of the best group dates I have ever seen. I wanted to do it. It looked really fun. And you're right. Here's this good looking guy. They're like, we could make him a star. And he was terrible. 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 That must have been very disappointing for like the casting people thinking we can make this guy into somebody. You can make this guy into like a syndicated show sort of like. Yes. Like, what was that show that Pamela Anderson was on that wasn't Baywatch? It was after- VIP. VIP. And then, yes, VIP. He could be on like a VIP Completely. patrolling Venice Beach. He that was a good that. show. I missed that, that show. That was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that did the, Pamela Anderson's hair on VIP did my hair on a show. And I remember he accidentally burned her hair off with a curling iron before she went on The Tonight Show. And, and she was enraged. Okay, so they go, Michelle, we meet Michelle Money, and it's all about action adventure. And Shel- Chantel gave it the most, and then she kept, like, tongue kissing him. She tied him up, and she just kept, it wasn't in the script. And they're like, no, 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 you just tie him up, and you say your line. She's like, okay, well, let me try it again. And then she would do it, and then just get in there and grind and tongue kiss. As a lady, Sarah, if you're competing against that, and you see some lady grinding up and just sticking her tongue in, like, how threatened are you by Chantal? I, I, I don't know if it's threatened so much as just like, okay, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. Um, and kind of like, well, I mean, probably like, I would think it was if, especially if I had watched his season, I would think that was too aggressive for him. Yes. Yes. I would say he seemed like it. He seemed like he was not into that. He was a little embarrassed by it, at least from what I was like, I think he kind of liked it, but also would not have requested it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's like into the, to the, uh, he didn't seem, you know, as much as I know about him now um, and he has yeah. nice, nice hands. I noticed he has very he nice had great hands. big hands. Nice hands. Yeah. I great wrote that down hands. twice on my notes about the show. Great big hands. Nice hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Did John Ryan, like you say, he's got nice hands. I didn't let him watch my, I didn't look at, let him look at my notes. Um, yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, I feel like 
I would have probably been like, oh, you know, I mean, especially because this is before women were sort of acting out like that on the show. Yeah. So I probably would have been thrown off by it as a, as a contestant. But if I, I also would have thought he's not into that, honey. Big mistake. Honey, honey, yeah. no, 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 no honey. honey, no. I enjoyed Michelle Money, who's got the best name ever. Michelle Money, she goes... Well, she goes, no, 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 Chantal, when I kiss Brad, I'm going to, I'm going to give him a sensual, sexy, slippery kiss. <laughs> Frangela, have you ever been given a sensual, sexy, slippery kiss? Sure. Yeah. Slippery. I mean, slippery. slippery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just think of like a newt or a gecko. Like I yeah. think of, I don't, essential, sexy, slippery kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. The slippery parts where they lose you. It, the first two are fine. Yeah. The first two are okay. Yeah. So then she wakes up and she's got a black eye, which is amazing. I know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't yeah. know that, that I could like wish that on somebody. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> I could just will somebody to wake up with a black eye. Um, and uh, she goes, I'm going to have to get Brad to kiss my eye. And it will make it better. This is when she's starting to get a little bit crazy. She has, so she goes and she corners him and she's wearing an insane statement necklace. It's a double, it's a double chunky necklace that has giant turquoise bejeweled things, all like, like two or three of them, but there's like 15, like a chest plate. It's like a TJ Maxx chest plate of like J crew insane chunky statement necklace. Anna, did you notice that? Yeah, that seems to be the style back then. A, a nice, chunky statement necklace. Okay, so she's got her crazy, chunky statement necklace. And she was like, let me tell you something, Brad. You have walls. You do. I feel like we need to dissect you. I'm not here to make friends. Okay, Every season, he better watch out. He doesn't know it yet, but I am his wife. He's mine from here on out. No talking, Brad. You sit still. No talking. You have some big decisions to make, Brad. I don't like them. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I think you should go send some of the girls home now, and then you can talk to me tomorrow. Frangiola, a lady talks to you like this. Michelle Money's talking to you. Are you in? No, I, that that whole exchange, and I didn't like. I, you know, I don't know the Bachelor that well, and I'm sure it happens in every season. But that oh, made yeah. me that made me uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> Sarah Colonna, what? How many Chablis would it take to get you to do that? Oh, like like two. Um, <laughs> not many. Oh, me and my statement necklace. I would. I'd be right in. But I. It is interesting that Bachelor in Paradise wasn't on then because this seemed like her audition for Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. This was like the this was like the um the 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 seed that planted Bachelor in Paradise. Like this, yeah. like it was like a founding seed, like future generations. She would have nailed it. She was a sexy lady. She would yeah. have killed it in a hot tub in Sialita. Um, so then she was like, so then Chantal, um, she was like, you just wanted to have a sexy date with Chantal in Costa Rica, with Chantal. Like, he's like, don't tell me I want to have a sexy date with Chantal in Costa Rica. So then he cuts her and she did something I've never seen before. She drives off after screaming and screaming and screaming. And she's in the limo, just lying down, just fully <laughs> diving down, 
driving up silent in the limo, eyes like like a mannequin. And then we see her today. And I appreciated that she actually had enough wherewithal and self-awareness to say, I'm obnoxious. I'm incredibly obnoxious. I'm kind of awesome too, which is a great statement. Sarah, what did you think of this person? Yeah, I, I did. I the laying down in the back of the limo and just like there's no tears. Her I, she was just like staring straight ahead. I was like, oh, she's done gone, lost her shit. Like she's about to go <laughs> kill a dog or something. Like she's 100%. snapped. But I appreciate I definitely appreciated her now going like, oh my God, it, it it you know makes me a little bit cringy to see it. I'm a little obnoxious. She's like, well, so. I'm, I'm pretty amazing or whatever. Yeah. yeah awesome. I'm so awesome. I'm, so, yeah. I'm pretty so awesome. I liked seeing her now. I did. I, I enjoyed that. Would you have, would you have made out with Michelle money, Chris Frangiola? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. She was, uh, yeah, she was, she was the one who was very good in the action sequence, right? She yeah. Did, very she good. was good at she kicks. Good. Yeah. She was good. I was all right with that. You had been okay with that until she tied you in a chair and told you not to speak and to go cut the other lady. Yeah, and like broad daylight. I felt like it was too well lit for that type of uh, dialogue. <laughs> you know, that's got to be something done in the darker that's, room. That's it was like late. A, yeah, it was like a, it looked like a Hilton Garden Inn like with all the lights on. It is. It's like a four points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all stayed at way too many of those. We have, yeah. God, I just had flashbacks of like, I think I was in Orlando with Ben Glebe at a Four Points once, maybe doing something. Um, I feel like it was a show that Michael Yo booked. I feel like I oh, might yeah. have been with Michael Yo and Ben Glebe in a Four Points in Orlando for that one off. That, that, that's all tracking. One <laughs> yeah. And it was, I remember doing the show. You can, we can be back in now, but I remember being in Orlando with Michael Yo, Ben Glebe out of four points doing some, I think it was like the improv Orlando at the mall where there was like a hard rack there. And some guy came up to me, a lot of bootcut jeans, a lot of bedazzled jeans on the men. Yeah. And the guy said to me, I, um, I do not enjoy woman stand up, but I did like looking at your ass for 45 minutes. Oh, that's nice. It was so sweet. I felt <laughs> yeah. so, I felt yeah. really seen. I felt right. really seen. Yeah. That, yeah. That's very, that's an Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> it's very so on brand for or, an Orlando mall comedy situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then here we are. So then we meet his two big finalists in season two, Ashley, who's a pediatric dentist from Maine. And that's where Sarah, just to your point, this is all before the people that were like, I wanted to sell Tanner with discount codes on Instagram. Right. Like, and they actually had conversations of like, where do I fit in your life? It's like, well, I want to be the best dentist I can be. And so I've studied dental things. I go to dental school. Like this was like a real human and they were actually trying to figure out how they fit into their lives. And that does not happen anymore. No. Now it's like, you know, how do we, like, if we have to live in the same state so that we can do our sponsored Instagram posts together. Our sponsored know. content. Yeah. They all just moved to LA now. They some some of them used to move to Nashville, but most of them I think moved to LA. Some are in Dallas. Um, so then she's like, so they go on this date and he has her flip a big switch and they're at a carnival and they find out she has a similar story. Her father wasn't there. He's homeless. He's still homeless. And then then we hear again about the dad split up and not coming to pick him up. They had so they had some nice trauma bonding happening. Yeah. yeah. There was some good trauma bond. And um 
And he's like, I'm falling hard. He loves a gal that just seems happy. He seems to be drawn to like, they're just happy all the time. It just be fun. Life is happy. It's like, there's something a little like, if you can just kind of keep it light and breezy, like he seems to like that. Is that a red flag for you? Chris Frangiola. Yes. Yes. That is definitely a red flag for me. Sorry. He says, she says, I, Ashley wants to be a great dentist. And Fridays and Saturdays, she's still like doing like dental school. And he goes, can you live while you're also achieving? This was like a pretty heady conversation for The Bachelor. Um, and then he goes, I can see our futures as individuals, but I don't know if our roads are leading together. I'm freaking out. I don't even know if I fit into your life. I need to tell you goodbye. This was some of the most mature decision making I have seen on this show Sarah, were you surprised at the level of adult conversation? Yes, very much so, because they nobody has no nobody seems anymore to try to figure out how they'll fit into each other's lives. Yeah. Once they, you know, they and and that's I think why a lot of them end up breaking up is because yeah. they're like, oh wait, you do this, well I do this, and I don't want to completely uproot everything that I've worked for for you. So I guess we're not going to work. And so he was actually having that, the, they were yes. actually having that conversation and her too. And so she's like I a dentist. Like, like she wants to be the best dentist she can be. I was like, that is not something you hear on that show now. No, 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 not at all. Anna, were you surprised by this conversation? Um, yeah. Cause it like mattered. Yeah. Wild. Usually they're like, um, they'll just, if they feel like they just want to bone someone, they'll just take them through all the way and they won't be like, Oh, um, you're in a different time. Like you want to work. I want to actually start a family right now. And I know from experience that you won't be able to find the balance you're looking for. It feels like they are getting way more boning centered, like and more present day. Like this felt like there was sex was no part of it in this. Like, it, you know, like I felt like in the other seasons that they've been airing, I, there's been a lot more talk about sex and sort of showing I don't know were you surprised yeah do they do do they do the fantasy suite now I can't even I feel like they didn't even recap the the fantasy didn't the very first season we actually just broke down they just aired like a recap of the very first season ever and the bachelor was like such a perv that he picked this lady for fantasy suites with the biggest titties you've ever seen (laughs) and he took her to a fantasy suite and he and she goes, oh my god! I left the room and I came back and there was plastic sheeting. Okay, there's plastic sheeting. I'm like like a serial killer out, and he had like all these like food items out and like there's like chocolate sauce and caramel. Like they literally got him plastic sheeting and like like it was so much. It started off much dirtier. Um, that was, it feels like they rolled it back for a little while, but now I, they seem to then, they recap Caitlin's season and basically were like, she was such a sexy bachelorette, like, because she hooked up with Nick. Right. I also thought it was funny uh, on the one that I watched last night, how they had their real, their husbands, actual husbands with them now sitting on the couch as they talked about banging this guy 11 years ago. And, oh my and, God. The, and the husbands had to sit there and listen to it. I was no. like, oh, that's why did they choose to have their husbands there while they recapped, you know, this. Oh my God, this was so crazy. So when he sends Ashley home, when he sent Ashley home, they bring her back that she was heartbroken. So then she turned out she was the bachelorette. She met her husband, JP, on it. 
And then like, literally he's sitting right next to her and she goes watching this back. I definitely was connecting with this man. I just saw him and I thought (laughs) he is so manly. Like it was so like, she was like totally like, Still hot for him talking about him yeah, next to this I got that little nerdy too. guy. I was like, he was just such a manly guy. And like, she didn't pick, she picked sort of a nice, sweet looking guy, but like, she didn't pick like a big alpha male. Like, and she was really going on about how hot Brad was. I, yeah. I, did this, is, you, this is like my husband having to watch it with me last night. <laughs> right. She's like, Colin sitting there writing big hands in a notebook system. Big hands. Like, poor John Ryan looking for it's just an entire sheet that says big hands like 15 times in a row. Big hands, big hands, big hands, big hand. Mrs. Big hands, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Big hands. Mrs. Sarah. Big hands, Sarah Colonna. Big hands, Wally. <laughs> so then Chantal is one of the final two. One of his very final two is a woman that slapped him hard out of the limo chris frangelo were you surprised to see that she made it so far yeah i I like both those girls in that second round for for brad they were they were both the blonde was cute she was so cute yeah she should have been the winner well i guess she was in a way yes well emily was so yes so chantal she slapped him out of the gate they had an electric connection and they went on so many extreme sports dates. Like they were in the shark cages. They're zip lining. They're walking on the bottom of the ocean floor. Like Sarah, are you a brave gal like that? Would you be in a cage with sharks eating chunks no. of meat next to you? No, 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 no. I just want to lay by the, that's, uh, that's when I crossed out Mrs. Big Hands. I was like, this is not for me. Um, <laughs> No, I I like to I just like to sit, you know, uh by on the beach with a cocktail. That's all that's all I want to do. Sarah Big <laughs> I, I I was like, no, not for me. I don't want anyone that wants to, you know, uh exert themselves all the time on, a, on a vacation. And you also yeah. never look cute in those extreme sports situations. You always have to be harnessed in some yes. trust. and hanging from a tree and it's just not they're like they're like they're like grabbing you up around your junk like it's all around your business like it's never never a cute look zip lining or or, harnesses are tough like a like a an awkward anna you just nodded knowingly have you worn a harness athletically on a date uh no but i've worn a harness before and it hurts your crotch why did you wear it if you weren't wearing it athletically yeah. <laughs> uh are, well i was wearing it like athletically as part of like a i was doing like a it was like a climbing thing i was doing i don't i don't know one of those like weird jungle gym climbing was it fun or was it awful it really hurt my crotch, and I remember that being very distracting because it was so painful that I was like, I can't hang like this. It's. Uh... I feel like I try and I go to the gym and stuff like that, and there's no way my thigh can maintain any shape when it's jammed with like a band around it. It's just like cutting into your flesh, like pouring over the sides of like that nylon rope. It's just not going to be like a cute look. Katie, Katie, you're shaking your head. I used a rock climb. Of course I use harnesses. They're fine. Um, You get used to it. It's not too bad, but it can be uncomfortable at first. But I loved all of those dates and I'd be into any of them. I was like, oh, hell yeah. You should go on Bachelor (laughs) Australia. Bachelor Australia is the most extreme sport. Like. It's cra- literally there was a date that was between two buildings 
and they set up two wires and they wheeled out a cardboard um, twister game between two high rises and it was windy and the people had to sit on the game as they wheeled out the twister game and they were supposed to play twister as it was bouncing between two high rises that clearly hadn't even really been tested by humans and they freaked out and they had to get wheeled back in i would not do that no fucking way but like i would go in a shark cage yeah i think that'd be kind of a cool experience that makes one of us but i respect (laughs) you all right so then they go so then we find out that chantal and she's the one that aggressively kissed him during the date that she totally wants to get married again so we don't know anything about she's been married before but she cried a lot She's a cutie pie who cried and cried and cried and cried and tears and tears. Have I fallen in love with you? I have. I've fallen in love with you. He was like, why? Why did you fall in love with you? She was like, there's a change in me. I'm ready to be engaged again. I, and he goes, I need that spontaneity badly. Like he just loved it. He was all in on this beautiful, weepy gal. Sarah, what did you think of all the tears? Um, You know, there's, I, I guess we're so, I'm so used to all the crying on The Bachelor, so it didn't surprise me too much, but um, it made me wonder if she meant what she was saying. Like, I felt like she was being more emotional than thinking things through. Yeah. Are you afraid of women crying, Chris Frangelo? <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. hate it. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of crying on The Bachelor. Now, I know The Bachelor's been on for many years, but I, I was shocked by all the crying. Yeah. Of everybody. I'm, yeah. I'm shocked how bent out of shape they are when it ends. Uh, yeah. You would feel someone would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go back. Even the one, I thought it was interesting that the one girl said um, that she was asked to be the bachelorette. Yes. And then said she had met someone in between her contract. You know, she had, was that she had Michelle yes. Money? Was that Michelle Money? Or no, I, that, I was was Chantal. that was Chantal. That yeah, was Chantal. Yeah. yeah. When she says that I was asked to, to be bachelorette, but I had met somebody um, and then said, told them I can't. But I, I was under the impression that it was almost a little bit staged where they would be like, oh, just do it anyway. We know you have a boyfriend, but it, this is all fake. I but I guess it's made, not. It also made me wonder how that gal would feel. It must have been Ashley was the one that they picked. Hearing she wasn't top pick. It's yes. like if they picked Chantal. And and it's like, all right, well, Chantal, I guess, Ashley, you can do it. Right. It yeah. was interesting, too. To, to, it was kind of, like, impressive for her to to turn it down because she met someone because now people just go on and they just break up with whoever they're with. And That's go what I right figured. Yeah. yeah. Go right. Just go on the bachelor. Do I mean, I guess again, it was probably before the end game. The end game was mostly to get married, not to get like Instagram followers or anything. Right. Cause it, right. do you, um, uh, did we see her husband afterwards? Chantal, did we see, she had kids and, I, no. I don't remember if they showed him, but she, but she, he, yeah, Chris Harrison said, what happened to that guy? And I was like, God, please say that you're still together. And she said, yes, yeah. we're married. All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Emily Maynard. Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Then we meet Emily Maynard. She's the coal miner's daughter. And um, she's just, she was like, you know, she's a little shyer to open up. She didn't know who he was. She was intimidated. He's so good looking. I'm a little more private. I've only been in love once, only once, the love of my life. He was a racer. I never missed a game. And one weekend, I didn't feel well. And he said, well, you stay home. And he flew and the plane never landed. And then he clarified the plane crash. It was like, and then on Friday, I found out I was pregnant, which is a crazy heartbreaking story. Crazy. So, I mean, I was like this poor girl, like this poor, he died. They were engaged. He died. She's only 18. Yes. And she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. And so then she's the happiest mom to a five-year-old. And you know, this is uh, she's all in and she wants to protect her and she wants to be the best mom, but she wants to be happy at the same time. 
And um, I have to just say, I mean, she must have been the producer's dream because she's so beautiful. She has the world's most heartbreaking story. Her little girl is so cute, little Ricky Jr. Oh my God, when they showed her at the end, I got oh like my... teary-eyed for so I don't know if it's me my too. Period I felt or... it was yeah. it was me too. I felt I felt protected. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Because I actually then went deep diving on Instagram. So she when he met her and he presented her with a little butterfly kite, little Ricky, she was so cute. I, I, I disagree. I didn't think she was overly impressed with the kite. I was upset by that. And secondly, I was upset that n- night, neither, none of the three of them seemed to know how to fly a kite. Why was that driving me nuts? Like, I can tell gotta, us. Tell us, Chris. Oh, I was like, you got to run with the kite and get it up into the air. Yeah, and you're right. You have to there. run. They yeah, were standing they were standing there. there, throwing it in the air and just kept crashing yeah, down. Yeah, you're right. You oh. have to run with the kite. It, it was driving me in, It was driving me it's like trying to like paraglide and you don't run. No, yeah, I was really upset by their their kite <laughs> technique. Um, I felt like when he tucked her in and he went and played in her playhouse and and he was, and she says, "I can see myself completely falling in love with you." And then he said, "I'm falling in love with you too." I mean, that's a big thing because five is old enough to like be conscious of like, okay, mom's bringing her new friend in. This man in these bootcut jeans is coming. Sarah, you have a nice stepfather. How old were you when you met your stepfather? Well, I was um, probably like nine or 10. Do you remember it. meeting him for the first time? Um, yeah, but it wasn't that, it, that wasn't a big deal to me because I'd already had three stepmoms. So, um, right. right. That'll do it. And your mom wasn't on TV. No, no. So like my mom, you know, yeah, I met my, my, when my parents divorced, I was five. And then when I met my stepdad, yeah, I was probably like nine or 10. God, so he, your dad got, your dad got married and divorced quickly. Numerous yeah. A few times. Yeah. A few times. That's how you do it. Is he's he married, married now? He's married now. He's, he found the one that stuck, you know, and uh, okay. they've been married over 20 years now. So Great. it worked out. It just took a while. You know what? Sometimes it takes, you got the old college try. You just got to keep, keep at that. Yeah. That. Um, so then, so then he, he brings it down. So he's like, is he going to propose? And Chantal comes up and basically he does the whole thing again, the whole rigmarole, the whole nice statements, blah, blah, blah. But I have stronger feelings for someone else, but I was so distracted by the giant feather on her shoulder. I could have seen myself making that same fashion choice. It's like, I'm going to wear something fun, kind of like a 20s thing. I'm going to wear a thing with a giant feather on my shoulder. I was distracted by what she was wearing. She was weeping. And, you know, he wanted to hold her hand. He was like, she's like, you can't hold my hand. He's like, I wasn't sure. She's like, I want someone to be with me. That is sure. I mean, that's all valid. And then she was crying. And then we find that she's now in Seattle. She was asked to be the bachelorette. She said yes. And then she met the man of her dreams. How did you feel about Chantal? Chris Frangiola. She looks much better uh, uh, in today's world. Uh, yep. The hair was great. Yeah, everything was better. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked the, the, that season. They were both uh, cute and fun. and it was yeah. A, yeah, I liked it. Um, Sarah, how did you feel about Chantal's feather-shouldered dress? It was it was definitely one of those things where you're like, oh shit, what was I thinking? Like now it's going to be hitting me in the face, yes. and like, why did I do this? Yeah, I've, I would have made de- the same error. Okay. Yeah, I've made, this is I've made, fun. Yeah, I've made those gonna, choices. Yeah, and it's going to be in camera. It's going to be really fun. You forget it's going to be windy outside, and you might be getting broken up with. 
Right. Right. So, so then, um, so then we see Emily and she's in like a bridal dress and she's, so they, so she walks up, just could not be cuter, like a little blonde doll of like your little tiny Barbie single mom dream, like Southern belt single mom dream. And he, he's nervous and he keeps clearing his throat and he's like, mm, mm. he starts doing his thing. But at least he didn't start pacing. <laughs> yeah. He was, but he was definitely, he was like, Oh, hold on. Like, like his past, his dad being like, I'll be right back boys. Like you can see there's a commitment to saying like, oh, like therapy's working itself out in this man. And he was like, you're the one you're it. You are my once in a lifetime. I love you, Emily. I am in love with you. And then, um, and then she goes, I would love to marry you. And then we see her now and she's in a frumpy sweater and she goes, thanks a lot for kids. And yeah. I thought you're cuter than that. Just don't wear a giant cardigan sweater on a zoom thing on like, you're still a Fox. Just don't wear a giant cardigan. That, yeah, that's, she's that, gorgeous. She's still a stunner. She looks fantastic. I wanted to restyle her today. How did you feel about that? Sarah? I agree. Well, I don't like, you know, I don't like, I just thought she looks, she's so pretty. I'm like, don't make a joke, you know, don't self-deprecate yeah, yourself. Like you're good. You're good. And I wrote poor little Ricky because I felt badly for little Ricky coming out now at the end. And I've gone deep diving and I, she's so cute. And like, there's all these cute little baby boys and like poor Ricky. I just, I, my heart went out to her. Yeah, like the fact that she, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's probably very strange that, you know, A, how her dad, her first father died. And then, yeah, then her mom was on The Bachelor. Like, it's probably like, I'm sure it's a lot, but she seemed like a good, like, what, you know, just normal, well adjusted, sweet 15 year old. Sweet girl. Yeah. I, I oddly enough found the plane crash story to be a little hopeful. Because no, most people you die in a plane crash is you don't pass anything on. But this guy died in a plane crash, and he was you know there was now a, that girl lives on. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, that's nice. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. And in a couple seen- more years, you that girl said they said she was fifteen. Yeah. So like in five more years, she could be the bachelorette and that would take it all full circle. Well, also in Michelle Money's daughter, when Chris Harrison was like, boy, you look just like your mom. And like, really, you could see it actually like it kind of rattled him a little bit. Right. She was like 16 with a girl who'd had that terrible accident skateboarding. Who was oh my God. Like, she looked like her, like her exactly like her. She was it was crazy, yeah. like stunning. Yeah. And I remember that when that happened, because I didn't know who she was, but um, our historian Lori had sent it to us. And I'm so glad she's okay. She was in a coma for a month. Oh, terrible. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, so then we see him now, Brad. And uh, he does still look haunted. And he met this lady, Jenna Mays, his lady friend at the gym. And the second she was available, he made a, he made a, like a, a quick move and asked her out at the gym. And, uh, I mean, he's still a handsome guy. And he's got big hands. I mean, he's big hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, she wants but, to be. But but he I hope he I hope he has some like levity and some giggles in him. Yeah, he seems a little he seems very beaten down by it all last yeah. night. But that and and I'm t- there's just I feel like there's something that like really broke him with the Emily relationship. I don't know what it was. I don't know okay, what happened. So this is from Lori. Okay. And we can cut this out or not, but this is all hearsay allegedly. Um, they were pretty cordial, but apparently she said during an interview that he had a temper. 
Who did? Who said that? Uh, allegedly, um, uh, Emily said in an oh. interview that he had a temper. And that's why they broke up? I, that maybe that was, was the beginning of the end. I could believe that. I'm going to go. I'm going to believe that one. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, would you guys help us pick a tweet of the week? Our first tweet. This is from 3D Dorito at Jashall. Chris Harrison. Brad Womack is the sexiest bachelor. Me. Okay. But sir, when the options are mayo and milk, ketchup might still seem spicy. <laughs> not bad okay like um it. i'm not sure what this is but i appreciate the idea 3d dorito is brad the murderer because that would track <sighs> was there a murderer what was that oh i don't know was there a murderer is there a murderer okay oh, no. um uh, this is from Lauren at purple underscore Hayes. This week on The Bachelor Goat, the era of empire wastes. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. good. That's your winner right there. All right. This is another fashion one. This is also from Lauren at purple underscore Hayes. All these ladies are wearing jewel-toned halter dresses. This is a bachelor time capsule. I like that. Yeah, I, like that. I like that. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, 3D Dorito at Jasho. I have to believe that everyone that wanted to be on Womack's second season is a I'm not like the other girls kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to just narrow, I'm gonna narrow it down to. Um, I'm going to narrow it down to. 3D Dorito, I have to believe that everyone that wanted to be on Womack's second season is an I'm not like the other girls kind of girl. And um, Lauren at Purple underscore Hayes, this week on The Bachelor Go, the error of Empire Waste. Empire Waste are not like the other girls. Chris Frangiola. I'm going to go with Empire Waste because my takeaway from watching it was uh, how everything has, how much things have changed in 10 or 11 years, whatever it's been. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that. The fashions, the eyebrows, everything's different. Yes. Uh, Sarah Colonna, empire waste or not that I like the other girls. I am. I too, am going to go with empire waste for that reason, because it is interesting to see the progression and, and nobody did a toddler jump, by the way. Just no of progression. There were no there was toddler, not jumps. toddler jumps. There right. was all straight legged jumps. So I thought that was that's another thing that I've noticed that's hap- a progression. You're absolutely yeah. right. You mean not like one? The, nobody wrapped their legs around. Yeah, the, the leg wrap around. Yeah, You're yeah. absolutely right. No, they jumped up on him, but straight legged. So that really oh changed. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, right. and they maybe that was. They hold the toddler jumps are. Or like you do it even just on a day date, like not even at the end, you do it date one. Oh yeah. You do yeah. it at, at every single one now. So I don't know where that case. So I don't know when that started, but maybe anyway, maybe it's, you know, maybe after the empire waste went away is when toddler jumps started. I'm not sure, but I like. Well, maybe the, people started wearing um, rompers, like a jean and a romper. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Anna, are you doing empire waste or not that kind of girl? I think empire waste. Cause that's so spot on all their outfits. Katie. Yeah, Empire Waste. All right, it is unanimous. Lauren at Purple underscore Hayes this week on The Bachelor Goat, the era of the Empire Waste. You guys, we have so many great emails from you. This is from a listener named Susan. Uh, 
Arden, Anna, Katie, and crew. I can't even begin to tell you what this podcast has meant to me during this COVID-19 as I am an essential worker. I listen to the podcast on iHeart, but I'm also a Patreon. I can't wait for the day when I will have one from you guys. I work overnight and this whole thing has become very depressing. But when I have a podcast to listen to that makes me cry laughing, it is more than the Lord's work. Yes, all of you are at home protected from COVID-19, but you are doing your part making people laugh. It is for that reason that I cherish you. All of you are infectious, but for some reason, when Anna starts laughing, I just start crying laughing. I guess because hers is an uncontrollable laugh. Hats (laughs) off to Anna. Hats off to all of you. What a joy you bring to people's lives. I can't wait to read your book, Arden. Super excited about it. And then she followed up with the second email. Yikes. Maybe infectious was the wrong word. LOL. (laughs) Love, Susan. Anna, how sweet is that? That's very nice. I'm glad my laugh uh, makes her lose it a little. Me too. <laughs> and again, like that just that brings so much joy. Susan, thank you so much for your service. We appreciate that we're helping lighten the load at all. Um, and thank you for being a patron. We're Anne and I, I feel like we're really doubling down on Patreon right now. We Bachelorette New Zealand has really gotten fun. They're in Argentina. It's very entertaining. There's two bachelorettes. We're also doing Real Housewives of New York. It's just nonsense. Anna, are you having a good I'm really pretty addicted to the New Zealand ones right now. I've been really enjoying it. It's such like a different world. And to think that like New Zealand has completely eliminated uh, coronavirus. I know. It's so cool. Dude, we also got um, one of our listeners let us know that Bachelor in Paradise Australia is up and that it's really fun. And somebody sent me a screen grab of like what we have to look forward to. And there's this crazy looking dude who apparently showed up (laughs) in Fiji at the resort wearing nothing but grapes, like a bunch of grapes as his clothing. So I feel like, don't worry, guys, we got you. Like no matter how long this pandemic lasts. We're going to go through New Zealand. We're doing Real Housewives in New York. And then after that, we're going to watch some dude who shows up wearing nothing but grapes. I can't figure out how that works, but I'm so excited by that. That'll Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Okay, here's another great email. Do you, Have you guys ever seen Hamilton? Do you know the soundtrack to Hamilton? I've seen it. I don't know the soundtrack by heart. Okay, okay. so this is from Heather Jensen and her, um, her, her, um, Subject line is, yo, I'm just like my country. So there's a song called My Shot. She goes, hi, Arden, you've incepted my brain. I was singing Hamilton's My Shot yesterday when my boyfriend stopped me asking what the hell I was singing. It turns out my brain substituted hungry with horny. So I was walking around the apartment singing. I am not throwing away my shot. You have just like my country. I'm young, scrappy and horny. Like, I'm dead. I hope you get a laugh out of my neurons getting crossed. Happy Monday to you, Heather. Heather, can I just tell you the fact that somewhere on earth you were singing, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy and horny because of our ridiculous podcast. That is like music to my ears. Anna, what do you think of that? That's pretty funny. I never thought of it that way. And if I uh, go back and watch Hamilton, that's all I'll think about. Dude. Okay. Here 
Here's another good, so horny. Here's another great email. This is from Peter. Hey, Arden and gang. Thanks so much for keeping the podcast going, even through these crazy quarantine t- quarantine times. My wife, Katie, pictured here with our cat, Sassy, has been a longtime Bachelor franchise fan, but wrote me in during Ben season with the agreement that I'd get to play video games with an earbud in while we watched. I ended up becoming embroiled in the nonsense myself, although I still reserve the right to play on my Nintendo Switch while we watch. I discovered weeks of this rose when I heard you on Ben and Ashley Eyes podcast, and I was immediately charmed by your delightful uncontrollable laugh really i don't think anyone should ever talk about the bachelor without completely completely losing their shit in fits of hilarity Uh, my wife and i are catching up on your previous season recaps along with your patreon episodes of the aussie shows and love is blind and we even bought juan pablo's season of amazon just to hear you and your awesome cast takeaway of this f boy douchery regardless we'll always be coming back for more of your fantastic and hilarious commentary every week so please 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 keep it going all the best peter katie and sassy how sweet is that and it's such a cute cat and his wife is absolutely adorable peter katie and sassy thank you for listening to the podcast we appreciate you guys yeah we we always love an animal lover you cannot go wrong with an animal lover um there was also great great um reviews that we got here was five stars. This is on. I We really appreciate when you like us on iTunes. Five stars. Lori is the best. Love the Juan Pablo season. Jerry is so great. Please do another. They were so great together. How much did you love Lori and Jerry together? Uh, Jerry and Lori are a dream team um, with uh, Jerry's lack of any concept of what's going on in the show because he's never watched it. And then Lori's um intensive knowledge it's always fun it's fun to have a newcomer and then someone who has lived this life for years here is another great email five stars from Morgan Batts we need more Miles and Lacey yeah they were an amazing combo I'm such an ardent fan and I feel like we're girls in real life every episode is laugh out loud funny I love every guest co-host she has but the recap of the first bachelor bachelorette seasons was the best content I've gotten in 2020 we need Miles and Lacey always I'm still laughing I might listen to it again they were so good together Anna thank you so much for like of course putting i'm gonna do scam goddess and i'm so excited oh hell yeah hell yeah here's here's um here's another one this is from ollie and slink five stars this podcast helps me sleep you read that right i love listening to this podcast in my car while i cook or anytime that i'm alone and i need a good laugh but i've recently started re-listening to episodes to help me fall asleep with all the theme songs and screaming i was surprised by this discovery i've struggled with anxiety induced insomnia for 10 years so this podcast is a godsend i think it really speaks to how comforted I am by Arden and her friends just acting goofy and talking about The Bachelor. Arden, thanks for giving my busy brain a distraction while I'm trying to fall asleep and lots of laughs for these lonely quarantine days. Ollie, can I just tell you, as a girl that has also had anxiety-induced insomnia on and off my whole life, it thrills me to hear that I could be of any service in assisting anyone to sleep because I know that deadly spiral at night and it is so pleasing to me just to hear that us being ding-dongs actually helps. Anna, do you ever have trouble sleeping? Oh, every night in this quarantine. I go to bed at like three in the morning. I'm a mess. I me, can't sleep me too. at all. I know. I, I, I was I was like, am I depressed? And I was like, no, I think I just have like quarantine. I It's just like 
Yeah. Just lowering the bar of like everything's just a little. Yeah, I think weird the fact right now that I don't have to go outside and like be seen that I don't look like I don't care if I'm like groggy and shitty in the morning. I just yeah. like, what does it matter? I know, I know, I know. It's not good. Well, if you want to participate in our tweet of the week, you can tag us on ha- uh, on Twitter, and you just do hashtag wyatr, and you can tag me or Anna. And don't forget, I have a book coming out. Sarah's in it. It's uh, well, actually the whole podcast is in it. It's um, it's called Little Miss Little Compton. It's coming out in September. Please pre-order. It's all about the pre-orders, guys. I I really, I, it's all about the pre-orders, and uh, we're doing giveaways every week. This week we're giving away a T-shirt. So you just. And so if you want to get in early, send us a re- copy of the receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com. You can get the book wherever books are sold. Little Miss Little Compton. This week's winner is Katie Doll. D-O-L-L-E. You are winning a t-shirt. Next week, we are giving away a Little Miss Little Compton tote bag. So please, they're well-made. I went for the bougie bags. They're very nice. They're cute. They're on, our, they're on our Facebook. They're on our Facebook page. You can see the Little Miss Little Compton tote bags. Oh, girl, there might be a tote bag with your name on it. They're <laughs> really nice. I spent for the sna- the snazzy ones. So just get your receipt in now. That'll be in two weeks when we come back for the next Bachelor Goat. Um, uh, Sarah, where can people find you? And what um, do you have to promote? Well, uh, nothing right now <laughs> during right. all of this. I love all yeah. for, for the live shows, uh, ho- hopefully when those start coming back, uh, my dates are always on sarahcolona.com, C-O-L-O-N-N-A. And on Instagram, I'm at sarahcolona1, <laughs> the number one, because someone got there first, and at sarahcolona on Twitter. And then, of course, you can binge all of Insatiable on Netflix and see me and Arden. And you can watch me in the last two seasons of Shameless on Netflix if you're, you know, everyone's watching TV. So and if you get the last three seasons, I'm on the season before that. You could do the last three seasons of Shameless. Yes. Yes, there honey. We just do, we only do shows together. But We only do shows together. At different times. We tag team sometimes. <laughs> Chris Frangiolo, where can people find you, my friend? All the friend things. Frangiolo, Chris Frangiolo, F-R-A-N-J-O-L-A, Frangiolo.com. I have dates. I have a date in August in Minneapolis. Um, we'll see if it wow. happens. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I have a, I have a podcast called Cover to Cover. It's real fun. What and, is it? Uh, it's, I just basically improvise uh, news stories. I talk about news. That's so it's fun. fun. It's good. Yeah. We have a good time over there. So yeah, try to check that out. Cover to Cover. And well, that's Chris what I have. So funny. You literally both of you, you can't go wrong. Sarah's books are great. Chris Fringel is hilarious. You can't go wrong with either of these comic geniuses. Anna, Katie, where can people find you? Uh, I'm just at Anna Hosting on Twitter. I'm KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram and adopt or foster an animal. Yes, because in the summertime with all these fireworks going out, all the animals are freaking out. They're running away. There's a lot of litters of, of animals that need to be adopted or fostered. I'm on Instagram uh, Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N. And um, be nice to one another. Stay safe, everybody. Wear a mask. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose?
Get This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 